Yeah. Which is book report. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was a really really wow. Yeah, it was really wow. Welcome to Tiny Shed Book Club. Welcome to Tiny Shed Book Club. After all that, um, I'm just gonna cut the entire what we just talked about off, and we're gonna start with you going. Welcome to Tiny Shed. Ready for the free Welcome to Tiny Shed Book Club, where we host a book club for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. And I'm Tia, and Dove can die. I hope he dies. I hope I get a like a full sweeping epic of how that man fucking dies. You know what? It's funny because that was going to be my intro. Yeah. But then I was like, Tia's going to do that. I was like, Tia always, your intro is always, fuck this one guy. I was like, I can't take that from her. It's her thing. That's her shtick. So I'm Chandler and I'm trying really, really hard to like this book. <laughs> For the people listening... I was telling Chandler the other day, I was like, right after I finished, I was like, oh, like, I'm like, just as like a very general, like, oh, I'm enjoying it. And the look Chandler gave me was like, <laughs> so so I didn't have a good poker face is what you're telling me. Not In my all. head, I was like, I'm not giving much away now. I'm keeping Mysterium on my face. Oh, you no? gave, oh, you gave it all away. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, it was just hilarious. Cause I was like, I wonder if she's enjoying this and then you were like mm, no <laughs> so I'm not. and we can and we can talk about that later and i'm not i'm not actually surprised okay so this was a me pick um and it's it, tomorrow, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and um, i gabrielle's evan sorry yeah and i, I did oh, <laughs> it, oh mm, um I'm done now. Okay. I'm sorry. I kept trying to interrupt you. I don't know why. I should just well, stop. Well, then I interrupted you. And then we, we were both like, no, we should both keep going. Okay. What I was going to say is I don't like the title. Mm. I, I hate it. I think it's too much. Yes. And that's really dumb and nitpicky of me. But that was my first impression of the book was obviously the name of the book. And I was like, mm. I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, this is, this is so bad. So I picked this book yes, because it was... Uh, a good reads, good reads, choice awards, 2022, number one in fiction. Yes. And like everyone was like, so about it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm not really interested in the uh-huh. like plot or the story, <laughs> but everyone's saying it's amazing. And I have um, co- some colleagues that really love this book too. And I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I think we can get into this. And I'm just worried that I'm not going to get into it. Oh no! But we're only a third of the way through. We are. So it's only the first part. I am. I am having, or I am trying to have an open mind, and we'll see. <laughs> but I am sorry if I'm a negative Nancy as we go through this. It's totally fine. Cool. I'll balance it out. Do you want to do a plot? You want me to do a plot? What you want to do? <laughs> you can do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make me pay for my own choice in book. All right. Because <clears throat> I want to. I want to kind of see like what direction you're going in with the notes and then see if like I'm in the same oh, vein. God. I am so not proud of these notes. It's <laughs> or I'm if I'm sure. like wildly off base. Okay. So this, this book also has parts in it. Right. Uh-huh. And as I was doing my notes, I, you know, I sectioned off part one going down and eventually you get to part three. We end like shortly after part three mm-hmm. and I went back and I never put in part two. So I have no idea where <laughs> part two is in my notes. So I ignored them. Oh, okay. All right. Since we weren't breaking it down by parts, I was just like, okay. these matter not at all. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> pretend I didn't say any of that. Um, what? The parts. Pretend no, I... Oh, I was... <laughs> <laughs> I literally stoked up. I literally, that was like the 
obviously I could have done. I'm so dumb. <laughs> That's the best thing ever. I can't ah. remember the last time that worked. You look so serious. I was like, oh shit. I mean. <laughs> so so we didn't do this in parts. We did it we in didn't. pages. Yes. That's exactly what I said the first time. Um, we read pages one through 134. Yes, maybe. Somewhere around there. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So, um, plot-wise, we meet Sam Mazur. Yeah. Okay. And he's... That's how I've been saying it. Okay. That's how I've been saying. He's 21. He's in school, and he gets on the subway. He's going to go, like, meet his academic advisor, and it's, like, super crowded in this subway station, Mm -hmm. and he's making his way through, bumping through people, and he sees uh, Sadie Green. And... He kind of, like, describes her as, like, they've seen each other throughout the years at, like, science fairs, like, tech competitions, gaming events, but they've never reconnected. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of always, um, I don't know if jealous is the right word, but Sadie always seemed to be surrounded by other attractive, maybe, like, rich kids. She She grew up in a very different um she had a very very different upbringing than sam did yes and we learned that she goes to mit he goes to harvard and i think it's pretty obvious from the get get go that sam is like super in love with her yeah i definitely got that that's what i thought at first is that Mm -hmm. he was like in love with her um i definitely don't know if i feel that way as the book goes on oh oh yeah yeah, you know what? By the end of the part that where we end, I could see that. Yeah, but I definitely initially was like, oh, he is, if not in love with her, like just like obsessed. Infatuated. Yeah, infatuated with yeah. her. Um, and this book has a very interesting like writing style that I personally really enjoy. I think it's really beautiful, but it also reminds me a lot of Catcher in the Rye. Mm. Um like on page four at the top, it's like, like most things purchased from the Army Navy surplus store, the coat and emanated mold, dust, and the perspiration of dead boys. <laughs> and Sam tried not to speculate why the garment had been surplused, but the coat was far warmer than the windbreaker he had brought from California his freshman year. He also believed that the large coat worked to conceal his size. The coat, its ridiculous scale, only made him look smaller and more childlike. I don't know. It just reminded me of like catcher in the rye of that like weird description of like in perspiration of dead boys like why is that something he's thinking about yeah and catcher in the rye was always that for me like why are you thinking about that like why is that what pops in your head it is a very interesting writing writing style and i do i do like it um Mm -hmm. okay sorry lost my train of thought anyways so sam is infatuated Mm -hmm. uh with sadie yeah. And he's chatting her up on the subway or the subway station, wherever they are, and invites her out to coffee. And she's like, ah, I got to go to class. And they kind of start parting ways. And he's like all sad that he didn't get her number. And she comes back and she hands him a game to play. And she said, I created this game. It's called Solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my contact informa- information is on the disc. So play it. Tell me what you think. And Sam takes it and he goes back to his apartment and he lives with this dude named Marx. Mm-hmm. And Marx is maybe the only character that I kind of like. Uh-huh. Um, he is, oh, I feel like I wrote all this down and or didn't write this down because I was like, oh, I won't forget it. I'm totally forgetting it. Marx is half Japanese. Yes. Half, I, f- um, I can't remember. Korean? 
he might be okay i know that because the, they highlight more of his like japanese ancestry yeah. with his dad yes um but i also don't remember okay um so we think he may be half japanese so and he's a very wealthy kid um he's got a really big heart and he's always making sure that sam has what he needs like you mm-hmm. mentioned the coat so he's always like, kind of like leaving uh extra coats around and leaving like extra leftovers in the fridge if Uh he has to you know be out of town and gift cards and all this stuff he's kind of like taking care of sam without being obvious about it uh and they boot up the game solution and end up playing like for hours and hours and mark's is makes himself late to a date that he's supposed to go to they they finish the whole game in one evening and when marks is leaving he's like dude your friend sadie is like twisted a genius but twisted yep they're super impressed with the game yeah so we get a flashback to how sadie and sam first met Mm -hmm. and they meet at this hospital um sadie's sister is at the hospital for treatment of her cancer and i kind of like skipped Uh, like the details of that yeah her sister has leukemia and it's just kind of like sadie feels very like abandoned i think that was like the main thing of that theme is like sadie feels really like kind of like schluffed off to one side because her sister has leukemia so like all of the family's focus Mm -hmm. is on alice the sister getting better yep um so sadie is kind of frequently like pushed off to go do other things. Um, so she ends up going to the game room and she finds this little boy in there who's like, has this cast on his foot um, and he's playing super Mario and they kind of just like sit there and have like a very quintessential like kid conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's playing the level and she's like impressed that he lands on the pole at the end. And he's like, well, why are you here? And she's like, my sister has dysentery because they like playing the Oregon trail together, her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, yo, why are you here? And he's like, my foot's broken in like 6 billion different places. And he, we learned that he lives in K town, um, Korea town in Los Angeles with his grandma and grandpa who own a pizza restaurant with mm-hmm. a Donkey Kong game there. Yeah, yeah. And then Sam's like, Oh, I play a lot of Donkey Kong because my grandpa has one. Yep. Um, and then, so they have this like really great time. They kind of like hang out and then Sarah's or Sarah, Sadie's mom comes and like takes her away and the nurses are talking like excitedly mm-hmm. to Sadie's mom and they're like, Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> when Sadie is driving home with her mom, her mom's like, the nurses said he hasn't spoken in weeks. Yeah. Um, and he's really depressed and that you're the first person that he's spoken to. And they're wondering if you would like come back to like hang out with him. And then the mom is like, you could do it for community service for your bat mitzvah next year. <laughs> oh my God. That was so cringy. So cringy. And Sadie's like, I mean, okay. <laughs> and so she does. She does. So she goes back like day after day, hangs out with Sam and gets her community service hours for it. And I don't think she's thinking about it as community service because she's actually like enjoying her time with him and mm-hmm. they like get along really well and they love playing their video games and it's clearly a friendship. But she, at a certain point, I think feels inside that it's not... Yeah, and her grandma warns her. Her mm-hmm. grandma is like, if he, if he finds out about this, 
he's going to be very upset. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying, Sadie doesn't really think of it as community service. She's thinks of it as a game. Like she enjoys watching the numbers go up like a score Mm -hmm. and then having like signatures. Like she just thinks that's fun and doesn't really associate it with like why she's going to the hospital. Cause Mm -hmm. she likes Sam. Like he is her friend. She's just not putting two and two together. Yeah. Very not surprising for children right yeah for that age it's very obvious like why she wouldn't be (laughs) like but she says that like they were friends until he found out about it yep uh and then we get back to i think more yeah present day Mm -hmm. and we meet this dude named dov dove yeah i caught was saying his name is dov misra dov okay i don't know my i kept saying dove but that was like there's no e at the end so that could that's probably you know again who knows okay so all dove sure uh so he is what like late 20s yeah he seems like i was placing him like early 30s like maybe 32 33 okay so he's yeah late 20s early 30s he leads this advanced games seminar and he's pretty famous for a graphics engine called ulysses that he created Mm mm-hmm and he's just kind of a jerk. Like, he's super brash. He has really strong opinions. Mm-hmm. He hates everything except for, like, a few things. And he criticizes students' work, like, a lot. Because um, there's all these people in this seminar, and they are they have to create their own games, their own original games. And he's like, well, I don't like shooters. I don't like this. That's mm-hmm. not original, right? Um He's that classic guy who like peaks too early and is told far too often that he's impressive when he's really not. Like he's just a pretty mediocre guy who like struck gold on something. Mm -hmm. And he's, yeah, he's a flaming douchebag. And he thinks his opinions are worth like gold. Yeah. So there's a quote. um, Sadie found Dov vulgar, repellent, and a little sexy. And I was just like, (laughs) so gross. Ugh. Like those three things should not be. Well, two of them should be in the same sentence: vulgar and repellent. Uh, but sexy. Mm. Yeah, I wrote down he is a fucking predator and abuser and a misogynistic scumbag. Yes, that sums <laughs> him up perfectly. So Sadie makes this game uh, about Emily Dickinson poetry, but it's like a shooter with pen and ink. So you have like, I guess, a pen and you're like shooting at the uh words that come down and you're trying to like shoot them so that you create that an emily dickinson poem yeah it's like the the space invaders game that's where, right yeah yeah where it's like you're at the bottom sliding from side to side being like pew 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 pew, pew. Mm-hmm. uh everybody hates it <laughs> but dov is like i hate this a little less than all the other ones yeah like oh my god uh and that's kind of the end of that Emily Dickinson game, but she makes a second game. And the second game is very interesting. She, Mm -hmm. uh, so you play as a factory worker who puts together these widgets. And as the game goes on, you have the choice to learn more about the factory that you're at, uh, Mm -hmm. but it'll cost you your points. So at the end, and the game is called, this is the solution game. Yes. The one that she gave to Sam. At the very end of the game, you learn that you're in a factory supplying machine parts to Nazis. And if you chose to learn about it as you went, you could uh, produce less and less and not get detected. Uh, but if you chose to continue to get as many points as you can and produce the most that you can by the end of the game, it would have been like, congratulations, like you're a Nazi or you're like supporting the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And oops, sorry, I'm. Uh, look what i did oh no emojis <laughs> emojis yeah my um, ipad but yeah so it would be 
yeah, you could either learn questions and then be like, at the end, it was something like killed or something, or like you're a collaborator or something. But then if you like, as Chandler said, if you uh, just made widgets to get points, they were like, congratulations, you are like a peak supporter of the Nazi regime. And you didn't question anything. Yeah, so good Nazi on you. Um, <laughs> good Nazi on you. Terrible. Um, but her class, like one of her classmates in particular, who's like just a bitch to begin with, but she is like, you're disgusting. This is disgusting. And she like tries to report Sadie to mm-hmm. the school. Mm-hmm. And Dov is, Dov is like, he kind of like intervenes and is like, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. And, you know, sometimes art is meant to, like, make you mad. Right. Um, Anybody stands up for her. Um, And then he's like, oh, Sadie, I'm going to get myself in trouble. And she's like, oh, why? And then he fucking, like, makes out with her. Ew. And then they start dating. Ew. And it's fucking disgusting because he's a horrible human being. And then pretty soon after they start dating, she learns or quote unquote learns that he's married. Yep. And then she's like, but when I really do look at it, I knew he was married. I just was like infatuated with his intellect and that he liked me. Um, And it's he basically she's basically okay with him, like ruining her entire fucking life. Mm -hmm. Like he's comes in and he like takes over and is basically like, oh, you should like quit, you know, school. And like, he just is a horrible person and does not really support her growth. And he's really just kind of mean to her. Um, Like I have on page 35, she's like, if she told him about a game she admired that he didn't think much of, he would tell her the reasons the game was terrible. And that didn't just go for games. It was movies, books, and art too. It got to the point where she would never outright say her opinion of anything. She trained herself to begin conversations. What did you think, Dov? I'm like, that's abuse. Yeah. That's just straight up mental abuse. Mm -hmm. She is really pining for his... What's the word I'm looking for? Like his approval, his mm-hmm. acceptance. Like she, she just wants to have him, like say that she's the best. I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, she craves him his, thinking she's impressive. Yeah, like, and she, that's what turns her on. Yeah, is that this guy who she thinks is impressive thinks she's impressive, and he also is hard to impress. Yeah, yeah, and so she's like having to like fight to gain his approval. But she even says quite soon she's like even once we started dating, like I was envisioning a life without him. Mm-hmm. So she like doesn't actually really like him that much, but she's like obsessed with him. Yep. Um, and so we then kind of get a, a semi flashback, and we learn that um, how Sam found out that Sadie was getting community service is that Alice told him Mm -hmm. and it's not clear if she told him out of spite but it seems like she did that she told Sam that he was she was doing this out to make Sadie upset right um and clearly like obviously like Sam is furious because you know he thought they were like best friends and she's like no we are best friends yeah and he's and he's like he calls her the C word and like Mm -hmm. he gets really upset. And then she's like, I don't even know what that word means. But the fact that like Sam said it so angrily at me hurt really bad, even though I don't know what the word is. Yeah. And that's a common theme throughout this book is like what words mean. And like, um, language Mm -hmm. is important 
and that like she didn't know what that word meant but it still hurt her Mm -hmm. um so that's like a common theme that keeps popping up throughout the book is like language and how does it work and how do we communicate with each other um and um during this time, Dove, 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 um, he goes back to Israel where his wife and his son are. Yeah. And he is like, oh, I'm just going to go back and like kind of end things with her. It'll be okay, blah, blah, blah. And so Sadie's like, I really don't think that's what's going to happen. And then sure enough, he comes back from Israel and he like breaks up with Sadie and he's like, well, I'm going to work things out with my wife and all this stuff. And, um, Sadie just like acts cool. Yeah, she doesn't like whatever. Because she doesn't. Yeah, she does not want to upset him in any way. So she just like tiptoes around him. And like even when he told her that he was going back to Israel to see his wife, she was she was like, I'm just going to play it cool because that's what a cool girl would do. Girlfriend would do like, I'm not upset about it. I'm not jealous. I'm not whatever. Yeah. And so it was like, duh, he's going to try and get back together with his wife. And Sadie pretends to be all cool about it. And then Dove is like, wow, you're being so cool about this. It makes me not want to leave you. And then they sleep together again. Ugh, and this felt- man is so awful. And he's taking Ugh. advantage of her. And she's so much younger than him. And she's like so fixated on being like impressive that she's just like not seeing how abusive this man is to her. And it just felt disgusting. Like it just, everything about this man made me like violently uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but it just is like, yeah, not a great character. No. Uh, in other words, or in other words, in other news, uh, Sam, (laughs) he, he, so he ends up emailing Sadie about her game and he's like, I want to meet up with you. I want to talk about it. And she doesn't respond and like time goes on. And so he finally gets really creepy and is like, well, your, your home address is in the file too. So I'm just going to show up at your house, which is (laughs) freaking weird, but okay. Um, excuse me. So, he goes to her apartment and Sadie is like a bit of a mess. Oh, she, he, yeah. She's deep in that like post breakup depression. Yep. Zone. Yep. Um, she's like a bit uncleanly, not super responsive to him and is like, just get out of here. You know, she's very clearly dis- depressed. Sam doesn't really realize this. Uh, so she takes a depression nap and <laughs> Sam leaves and while he leaves he's he takes her other game yeah he sees emily blaster on the table and takes it but he also at the same time sees a map that he drew for her as a child um or that he drew that's on her um shelf but yeah Yeah. sam doesn't really have like the best like social skills yeah so he like just steals this game off her desk so he just shows up at her apartment unannounced (laughs) and then takes one of her game, a, diff- a different game that she made. It's like, yeah. bro, bro, what? And then just peace bounces. Yeah. So then we get, I started writing flashbacks as flashy bees. So we, <laughs> we get, get a, a flashy bee. We get a flashy bee. Um, Cause he sees that maze, that, that map that he drew. And so this flashback is him receiving an invitation to Sadie's bat mitzvah. And this was right after he had found out that she was doing community service hours. Uh-huh. So he's really upset with her. He doesn't want to go. And he like randomly starts drawing this maze of a city map of LA. That's like his house to her house. And yeah, it's like him processing through being like upset and missing her. And so he like tears yeah. open the envelope and is drawing the like 
maze that he used to do for her. He used to draw all these mazes and then it's LA. And then his grandma, who he calls Bong Cha, um, she wants him to go desperately because mm-hmm. he's been invited to something and he's like adamantly refuses. Um, and so Bong Cha puts the map in like a present or like in a frame or something yeah. and then takes it to Sadie um, instead of like, him going and being like right. he kind of is thinking like he's thinking of you like thank you for the invite kind of thing like right. Bong Cha's being very sweet um, but it's cool because she still has like Sadie has this map still and but like she's kept it with her over all these years and she's moved with it mm-hmm. and she still has it displayed like from LA to MIT yeah yeah um, and so we flash back, we, we do another flashy beat. We do a flashy F flashy F flash forward, a flashy, a flashy foe, <laughs> flashy foe, flashy foe, um, forward where, um, Sam is kind of hanging out with Mark's playing, um, Emily Blaster, Emily Blaster together. That's the Emily Dickinson poem one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pew, pew. And they're, they're playing and Sam is kind of like, what would you do if like someone seems real sad and you need like you feel like it's not a good sad yeah, and he's like you, hypothetically like if i if you knew someone who's like sad if you like had a friend that was like looking like kind of like shit like, like what would you what, do about it yeah and marx is like um well i would make sure that, like to like stay around and like push them and like help them to get better and we learned that like marx like loves taking care of sam and mm-hmm. he loves sam yeah like almost like not quite but almost sexually he is yes. in love with Sam. Yes. Like he loves taking care of him and keeping him alive and it's a little weird to me. Like it feels it, like It is. It's a, it's a little overboard. Like why are you so into him? But there's like, not Yeah, there's never a good reason given. He's Yeah. The, the book is just like he just loved Sam and I'm like why? What does Sam do for him or provide him with yeah because sam's not really the most like friendly-ish sort of dude because mark's like yeah i really don't know much about him he's just yeah. like this kid i live with and i take <laughs> care of i think yeah i think part of it is marks is just like i'm usually surrounded by like rich awful people and yeah and who i guess people who are probably like infatuated by him because they like marks is yeah. very attractive apparently yeah. he's got like all kinds of girlfriends yeah he's got people all over him and like yeah. maybe that like sam could like genuinely care less about other mm. human be like living human mm. beings mm-hmm. that marx is like oh i like you yeah you little yeah. weirdo you little weirdo <laughs> um but he so sam continues he's like okay so he takes marx's advice and goes and like basically kind of forces him his presence on <laughs> sadie to mm-hmm. be like i'm gonna help you get Better. He just shows up to her apartment like every day. He just day. keeps coming. And he keeps like bringing her like little trinkets. <laughs> he brings her offerings and yeah. stuff. And he's like, and slowly but surely like Sadie gets better. Mm-hmm. And finally one day she's like, promise me we'll never not be friends again. Yeah. And then she's like, tell me what you thought of Solution. Um. So basically Sam and Sadie become friends again. And then after a while... Like, Sam's whole goal is after he played Solution, he's like, I have so many ideas for her. I want to make a game with her because I think mm-hmm. we could make an incredible game. Yeah. Um. So he he wants to ask her to create a game with him. And so he, he does it by, like, trying to invite her on this, like, almost a date 
to these like glass flowers that are apparently like blown glass flowers that look like real flowers. Yeah. And Sadie's like, I don't want to fucking go to this stupid exhibit, but I guess I'll go because Sam's so excited about it. Yeah. And then they show up and it's not open. It's closed. And so she's all mad about it. And then Sam's like, I just want to make a game with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. And she's like, yeah, I mean, okay. But he, I like wrote, like he's basically like proposed, like he planned this whole thing out. He's like proposing to Sadie about like, will you, will you please in, in, in sickness and in health, yeah. make this game with me. And she's like, I mean, okay. Um, and we learn, um, we have like a semi flashy B or a flashy F a flashy foe. One of those. Foe-y. I don't know. A foe-y. We gotta have a better one. A flashy foe Yeah. A flashy foe We'll workshop um, it. And Sadie does end up going to this exhibit much later, like in her late 30s. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it actually isn't a really incredible exhibit. It's beautiful. And like, it's part of their like story that they tell for like how things got kicked off with the game. Because like mm-hmm. all throughout the book, you've got, you are given this, this information that the game that they do create becomes like incredibly popular. Yeah. Um, and so she's goes and visits this cause it's part of their like lore of how the game got started. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I would have called and told him how beautiful it was, except we weren't speaking at that time. So we learn at some point in the future, they must have some kind of falling out or something happens. Yeah. So something goes down. Um, and we learned that the game that they create is called Ichigo. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah. Um, and it's about a kid who is swept out to sea, um, who has to find his family or their family. Yes. And I have, um, it's kind of a longish quote on page 78. Let me, let me open up to it Mm -hmm. quick. So it's, it's during an interview. So Mm -hmm. we get these like little snippets of interviews throughout this book about people interviewing, um, Sam or Dove or whoever Uh about the game. And so the interviewer is asking about like, is, is it this appropriation? Cause a lot of the, I loved this. I know. Cause a lot of the references, Ichigo is based on um, like a lot of Japanese things. Uh And so Sam's like the, the alternative to appropriation is a world in which artists only reference their own cultures and the interviewer goes, that's an oversimplification of the issue. And Sam replies, the alternative to appropriation is a world where white European people make art about white European people with only white European references in it. Swap African or Asian or Latin or whatever culture you want for European. A world where everyone is blind and deaf to any culture or experience that is not their own. I hate that world, don't you? I'm terrified of that world and I don't want to live in that world. As a mix- and as a mixed race person, I literally don't exist in it. My dad, who I barely know, or sorry, sorry, who I barely knew, was Jewish. My mom was an American-born Korean. I was raised by Korean immigrant grandparents in Koreatown, LA. And as any mixed-race person will tell you, to be half of two things is to be whole of nothing. And by the way, I don't own or have a particularly rich understanding of the references of Jewishness or Koreanness because I happen to be those things. But if Ichigo had been fucking Korean, it wouldn't be a problem for you, I guess. And I was like, oh, clap back, Sam. I love that quote. This 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 quote is like what is saving this book for me right now. Yes, and it's such a good description of like where a like cultural appropriation, like what is the difference between appreciation and cultural appropriation? Totally. Is that cultural appropriation is to be like is has malcontent behind it. You yep. are meaning it, you are 
fine with demeaning people, but using their culture as some sort of like trinket, mm-hmm. like a costume or like some sort of like token. Right. But appreciation is like you learn about it you love it you want to learn like you want to be a part of it like that's Mm -hmm. appreciation and that it's not appropriation when you're like i love like japanese culture and their stories and their mythology and their paintings like that's not a that's just appreciation of like a culture and people and and a person who did art and the world would be crazy if we all just stuck to like well, I'm I'm this, so I'm a white person, so I can only ever do like the like I can only ever reference white people. It's like that would just be such a very closed off, weird world to live in. Yeah, you know and I mean? when you push that, so like that idea of like you can't do that, it's you're like segregating every mm-hmm. like people can't yeah. interact with other things and yeah. experience and learn and grow. And and I like super appreciate the uh, like mixed race him as like a jewish korean is like it's like it's so true like if you're if you're biracial or or whatever you are in this like super at least my experience are in this like super strange place where i'm i'm japanese american so like in in asian circles i'm the white person but in like white circles i'm the asian person so Mm -hmm. it's it's really hard to like fit into either and you don't really fit into either yeah so yeah i thought that was like a very well written explanation of how that feels so yeah it was great it was really good i'm it was it's neat that we both highlighted that we're both like it's so good it was so good um so we learned that it's called ichigo and that um it has a lot of um japanese influences and um so Sam and Sadie were like, oh, we're going to be able to come up with a game really easy because we both really love games and we know what a good game is and what a bad game is. Mm-hmm. But they actually are having quite a hard time coming up with like a concept mm-hmm. until they go and see Marx's because Marx does a lot of acting. So they go to Marx's 12th night play. Mm-hmm. And for some reason in the 12th night, there's like this really epic shipwreck scene. <laughs> yeah. That's on the like that's being acted out. And Sam and Sadie are like, oh, my God, it'd be really that's cool it. if we have like a shipwreck. And then like, yeah, it's a kid. And and like oh it's like uh like yeah and they go like no gender and it's just like you don't really know much about this kid and he's like no defining features really right um and they have to this child has to like find their way back home yeah and so because they because of it yeah because sadie is is now dov's little little you know i just ugh. but she like also now hates shooters because dub hates shooters. She's like, so, you know yeah, what I mean? So shooters She's, are dumb. Yeah. So, but, but I do think that the idea for this game is, is really interesting. It's and a, it's really cool. It's a great idea. Yeah. Um, and so then they kind of like talk to Marx about it. And Marx is like, well, I'm going to be in London doing like rich people things and you guys can live in my apartment and sorry, my neck. Um, and so he's like, you can live in my apartment and he'll get like a producer credit mm-hmm. because he's just be like, Marx doesn't ask to be a producer, but like yeah. Sam's like, well, he'll be a producer credit. Yeah. Um, Cause he's being real nice. Um, and then they're looking at, I think it's Sadie's room and she has a poster of that like famous Japanese painting of the wave. Yep. Um, it's the Hokusai. Oh, Hokusai wave. That's the artist. Yes. I could could not read my handwriting. And I was it's like, is good. that an A I didn't, or is that I didn't a U write it down. Like, I'm just like, I'm just guessing syllables. So that's why I was like stumbling over it. I was like, <laughs> what what did I write down? Um, and so that's the art style that they are basing their game off of, which the second I read that I was like, I can picture that game and what that game looks like in my head. Mm-hmm. And holy shit, 
that is a amazing amazing game yep and this book takes place in like the early 90 or like 1995 i think yeah around there so like imagining like an 8-bit version (laughs) of that is just like (laughs) magical so fucking cool yep so cool um, so I'm really excited about that idea. As about this tell. this fictional game. This fictional game that does not exist. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I wanted to Google like Ichigo art or like oh. Ichigo. And I was like, it's not real. I bet people have fan art though. Oh. I bet there's really good fan art. There's probably really good fan art. Do you recall fan art fart? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't. But now I will. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That just popped in my head. It was so cute because your face was so innocent. You're like, do you ever call fan art fart? <laughs> One of my brain's favorite things to do is like take words or phrases and like shorten them. <laughs> you know, flashy bee. A flashy bee. Fart. You know? <laughs> um, it's probably really obnoxious. I'm sorry. I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then I don't. I can. I literally just say they style the art after the the wave, and then I immediately go into a flashback, and I don't exactly. know why we're doing that. Yes, okay. girl. Yes, queen. We do <laughs> go into a flashback. A flashy B. Yeah. Um, it's it, it. Yeah. I didn't quite understand the timing either, but so it's a flashback to Sam and his mom Anna Lee, and they are arriving in LA because um, they were originally living in New York, mm-hmm. and so they stay with the grandparents Bong Cha and. Dong Hun? Yeah, I'm not know. sure how to pronounce it. Um, so they go to the grandparents' pizzeria, and it's like Sam is seeing K-Town for the first time, and it's like just like the most magical place to him. Like all the lights everywhere and all these like really like bubbly fonts and, and all he's this. Like, like, I've never seen this much like Asian culture and yeah. like Korean shit in my entire life. The food and the sounds and everything. And he's got lots of family there and they're all like super interested in like what is Sam and his mm-hmm. mother doing and all this stuff. And they end up running into George. Uh, who we learn is Sam's father. And it's very cordial, very formal. He calls him George. It's like the most formal thing ever. Yeah. And, you know, they have very little connection. And apparently George works for the agency that represented his mother because his mother is like an actress, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Uh, Kind of like semi-famous. Yeah. Yeah. And so his dad, George, kind of just seems like a dude who throws money at things to make them go away or make them be better. And that's kind of what happened when Sam's mom had him mm-hmm. is that his dad was like, well, here's a bunch of money. And then like, yeah. wasn't really a big part of his life after that. Anyways, he's like, you should come have lunch with me. Talk to my assistant. <laughs> and <laughs> and so, they have like a weird formal lunch. Yeah. It's <laughs> super strange. And then his dad gets really weird and tells Sam that he's got a really hot girlfriend. And it's, yeah, it's, I just, yeah he has no idea how to talk to a child no like, at all so he's like i have a really hot girlfriend and like sam's like okay neat and then <laughs> um they finish their lunch and then george is like i don't know what to do do i need to like wait for you or something and sam's like you can go my grandma's coming and so bong cha picks him up and she's like i fucking hate your dad like he's a terrible man <laughs> i don't remember exactly how it goes down oh yeah she was like i hate that man she didn't say that but she was you know expressing negative feelings toward him and sam goes oh well i'm half him and then she goes you're a hundred percent my perfect little korean boy like i love you it was just like, oh my god it's so cute i can totally imagine a little grandma saying that too yeah. like mm-hmm. and sam takes it as like 
oh, like she stumbled. And I was like, no, because his grandma just that's how she sees him mm-hmm. is like, no, you're my 100 percent perfect th- Korean boy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. No, you're not him. Yeah. Um. So it's just so cute. It is. Um. And also, we know that this is important. We don't really get much of it in this, but Sam got really injured as a kid because of a horrific car accident. Yeah. Um, that like most of his leg had to be like rebuilt. His foot was like basically like just a flesh sack. Like it yep. was like just yep. shattered. And I think it's safe to assume that his mom died in that accident too, because she's not around. Yeah. He's obviously growing up with his grandparents. So we don't learn much about it, but we do know that there's a car accident. So I, I just wanted to bring, yeah. remind no, us because I forgot about it. Um, we then f- have a, a flashy foey, and um, Marks comes home. Did I skip something? No, no, no. Oh. I'm just laughing because I had it like I was writing present time or present day, and I just wrote present tea. <laughs> Prezi. Prezi. Oh, there we go. Even better. <laughs> we flash to the Prezi. We're um, and Marks comes home from London mm-hmm. early for reasons I don't remember. It, his internship did not pan out. Oh, yes. But we don't learn anything else besides that. No. But he's the one who comes up with the name. Because kind of, yes. the kid in the game has a, a jersey from a basketball player that's his, the, mm-hmm. their dad's favorite. And it's he has 15 on the back. One 14. Five. It's 14? Yeah, it's 14. Oh, I thought it was 15. So it's 14. And he says, okay, well, that's Ju Yon. And Sadie's like, well, I don't like the Ju part. Like, I don't like uh, that it yeah. says, like, kind of feels like the word Ju in there. And so they go, okay, well, why don't we call it 1-4? Because maybe a child doesn't know how to count higher than 10 uh-huh. so they call it ichi yon which means one four and city's like okay yeah i like it we're almost there but i want something a little bit more dynamic and so they name them ichigo which is one five mm-hmm. and that's how they settle on the name ichigo oh okay I yeah thought, i forgot i thought it was it had one five on the back but yeah so his name is ichigo which is one five because he's such a little kid or they're such a little kid mm-hmm. um that they can't count very high yeah um and so they are working through the game and, um, oh, before that, Marks kind of asks Sam, like, what's going on between him and Sadie? Mm. And Sam is like, well, she's my best friend. And he's like, is there anything sexual there? And Sam's like, no. And Marks goes, well, like, could I ask her out? And Sam's like, well, she doesn't like you. And... Yeah. I'd rather you didn't. And so Marx is very sweet. And he's like, okay. But we learned that like the reason like Marx likes Sadie is because she's the female version of Sam. And he's like, that's what I like about her. And I was like, oh, so you do. You're, like you're, if you were gay, you would fuck Sam. Y- yeah. But you aren't. You're straight. And yeah. so you're like, well, I like all of his qualities. <laughs> but, but in, in a female woman, body. And I want, I want that. Yep. And it's hilarious <laughs> to me because he's like, I love you so much, but I'm not gay. So I want to find you, but in a woman form. <laughs> Which I find hilarious. Yeah. And Sam makes the point, like, it would change their dynamic as colleagues. Mm-hmm. And Max is like, yeah, 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 yeah totally. Like, got not it. a good idea. Because Marx is, like, famous for being, like, like a one-month kind of dude. A player. So he's just like, I love you. And then he's like, goodbye. And then love you and then goodbye. But he's, like, not a jerk about breaking out no. with people is what it is. He, like, he, makes he, everyone think it's their idea to break up with him. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, you want to be friends? And they're like, I mean, okay. So he just <laughs> has all these, like, women friends in his life that, like, he just, yeah, anyways um so they're working on the game and they sadie is trying to get the water in the shipwreck scene to look correct Mm -hmm. but it's just not hitting right like they're not getting the right light they're not getting the right movement and sam is like well 
like the Dead Sea has that really great water scene and that like that's what we're looking for. And Dead Sea is Dove's game mm-hmm. and with the engine Ulysses. Mm-hmm. And she's like and he's like, Well, you know him, right? And Sadie's like, Well, yeah, I do, but I don't really want to talk to him. He's like, Well, we need that engine. Like we we can't like make this without that engine. Like that, it's literally the perfect Yeah, it's like exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Um so Sadie ends up having to go to Dove and ask him for the engine um because it's gonna help them and because of this he's gonna get a a producer credit and this brings him back into her life yeah (laughs) but but i do love marx's like immediate reaction to him because dove comes to the apartment to meet everybody and marx is like i am i i hate you i hate you he he's like showing up in his like leather pants and he's like he smells gross his cologne is weird i don't like that you're (laughs) super touchy-feely with sadie um and then he and then he like like has a light bulb go off and he's like oh the way that you are acting around Sadie is the way that one would act around like an ex lover that mm-hmm. you still maybe have a thing for. And so he asks Sam, he's like, so when did Dove and Sadie date? And Sam's like, I don't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> he was like, well, how do you not know this? And he's like, well, I just, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. <laughs> God damn like, it, Sam. <laughs> Sam's like, that's not things I pay attention to. <laughs> but yeah, Marks hates Dove. And that makes me very happy. Um, so they keep progressing on the game pretty quickly because mm-hmm. Sam's idea was that he wanted to finish the game by like end of summer. Yep. And so they're moving along quite well. Um, but as they get towards the end, Marx apparently has an ex-girlfriend who is like a composing, like a composer. Yeah. And so he hires, he, has, yeah. he hires her to do the score and she's like, oh, this is actually like a really cool game. And like, <laughs> and why like, did we break up? Yeah. And Marx is like, I don't know. And then they sleep together. Yep. And then they have sex. That man is too charming. <laughs> he, he is too charming for his own good. Um, so they don't finish the game by the end of summer, but they do finish the game by winter. So so Sam and Sadie also take uh, time off school. To oh, make, yeah. So the two of them take off time off school. And Marx is kind of like, I don't think you should do that. Oh, Right? No. I, I got the feeling that Marx was like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. I thought he was like, cool. Oh. Because then he, because then the rest of the time he supported, like he was like getting them all their supplies. He was oh. making sure that they were like showering and yeah. sleeping and being normal people. And he would take care of their like taxes and stuff. Like he was part like. Maybe I was putting that on someone. I was like, someone needs to be upset You're, about this. Like, I'm upset about this. <laughs> No, I think Marx was like, you do it. Like, Marx is kind of like the, like, I will support you never what you want to do. I love Sam and the female (laughs) version of Sam, which is Sadie. I don't know why I thought that. I was like, someone in here is upset about this. And I'm like, it's just me. It's just me upset about this. (laughs) Like, how could you not finish school? Yeah, you would be upset about that. That's a very classic Tia move. Yep. Being like, no, you need to finish school and work on your game. (laughs) Um... Okay, so they okay they get the composer right right right, mm-hmm. and they finally decide that they're done. And Sam offers to walk Sadie to Dubs because she's gonna take the game to him and get mm-hmm. his opinion. 
And so Sam walks her over there and Sadie's like, I love you, but you don't have to say it back because you're weird. I know you're not going to say it back. And he's like, you're right. I am weird. I'm not going to say it back, but I do also love you. (laughs) She's like, I know. (laughs) And so Sam is really giddy uh, when he's Mm -hmm. walking back and he's like doing some hops scotch or whatever i don't he know does, he tries to do a skip yeah, like a, so a happy little skip right, and he's got you know his bad foot and he's also like reciting a poem while he's doing it oh yeah it's the emily dickinson poem. yeah yeah and then he falls mm-hmm. and he falls and then we get another flashy bee uh to sam and his mom when they lived in new york and we're just gonna go over this real fast because they see a woman um what do we what do you say now you see we see a person unalive themselves yeah yeah um i don't remember the pc to way to say that the correct politically correct way to say that oh is it she jumps no 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 no, you're probably right you're probably right but i like i know that we don't say like commit suicide anymore they they die by suicide they die by suicide suicide. thank you okay i was like thank you to myself (laughs) my own brain (laughs) I just Good to, job, me. I just had to talk through it. I nailed it. I had to talk through it. Like, I feel like I'm just, I just have to spew word vomit for a while, and eventually I get there. I was doing what I see off of TikTok when someone, and they write it down. They say unalive. Oh. When they're, like, verbally talking about yeah. it, they'll write unalive. Got and it. I was like, that's what we say now. I, don't, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe. No. Maybe. Okay, so I think it's, yeah, died by suicide mm-hmm. by jumping off of a building and basically lands right in front of Sam and his mom. And yeah. it's super traumatic it's awful and that is when sam's mom decides that they are not doing this new york thing anymore that she is moving the both of them to la yes um so that's why they moved to la and the crazy thing is is that the the woman is also named her name is also anna lee yep which is sam's mom's name which is, is bonkers anna lee yeah there must be some tie there or something yeah it's know. it's a foreshadowing yeah. i bet um, so back in present day, Sadie goes back to Marx's after she spends the night at Dove's and, <clears throat> excuse me, and Sam's not there. And mm-hmm. Sadie starts panicking and Marx is like, it's probably not a big deal. Like he's probably, you know, whatever, doing Sam stuff. And Sadie goes to like all of his usual places. She can't find him. And she calls Dove, Dove and he's like, no, he's, he's an adult. He's fine. Whatever. Come home. I know. Gross. <clears throat> Ugh. Another day goes by and finally get a, they get a call from Sam and he's in the hospital because he'd fallen he, and he, he's okay, but he really, really messed up his foot again. And one thing, like, I feel like this, I don't know, this just disgusted me and really hit. The, and like, so Dove is like, just come home. And um, so Sadie comes back. And he's going to, like, play the game. Mm-hmm. And Sadie's kind of, like, hovering over him, like, to see what he likes, and yeah. if he likes it. And he is like, are you disobeying me? Ugh. And then he takes her, undresses her, then fucking handcuffs her to the bedpost. And we learn that he does all this, like, Sado S&M stuff with her, but without consent with her beforehand. He just, like, does it while they're like having sex and it's really creepy and bothersome. Like SM in itself is not bad, but like if you're doing it without prior consent to mm-hmm. your partner, like mm-hmm. that's fucked up. Yeah. And he put her chains her to the bed and then he's yep. like, you'll stay here until I'm done. Yeah. And then he finishes and he, he does like love the game and he's like, you're a genius. And she's like, Oh, like, yay, I'm so happy. Can you like unchain me? 
And it just was like really fucking gross. Yeah. And she did say that this, it kind of like came out of nowhere. She was like beforehand when we were having sex, like it was not this. Mm -hmm. And now, now it is. And it feels out of nowhere. And I don't think she really understands it. And to be fair, like Dov never like hurts her. Um, Yeah. And he always stops. And he always stops. But, but she doesn't like it and she's not into it. And I don't think she... I don't know if, if knows how to like tell him that like because I, I think she just wants to please him all the time yeah and, and she's just stuck in this like loop of like can't disappoint Dov can't disappoint him yeah and that she doesn't like that shouldn't just happen yeah like if it does and you're okay with it that's fine but mm-hmm. like being like I don't like this or like right when you want to pursue something that maybe is not part of the like sexual norm like ask your partner like right be like right. this is something i'm into like right. this is kind of like something that turns me on is this something you would be willing to like do with me but dov doesn't do it he just right. kind of like takes advantage of it and does it and if she doesn't say anything he's like cool and like keeps going but, yeah like, at one totally. point she's like he peed on he like yeah, pees oh, on yeah. Her. oh my god i blocked that out of my brain so i was like blah, blah, blah. yeah no yeah and not to i'm gonna like take a step back and be like i hope i hope it didn't come off sounding like i was victim blaming oh Sadie. No, no 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 but i don't yeah i don't think she understands what's happening so how she, can yeah. she but it's dove's, dove's responsibility to be like i'm the one who wants to do this so let's have that conversation beforehand and he's much older than her yeah right? and I, I meant to like add on that like she doesn't realize that like that's not how that should go yeah and exactly like that's not okay that like, someone's doing that she's to you. having the thoughts of like hmm i don't know if i like this like she's having all the cues and the mm-hmm. signals that like mm, I, this is not what i consent to but yeah. doesn't know how to like verbalize that and dove should be the one that's fucking not being an asshole and yeah yeah and like taking care of his partner the fucking weirdo yeah um but anyway so he ends up loving the game and they have their weird like sex that's awful and terrible and i hate it um but then we flash to um the game is a six like a success they a raging success like they are having two different companies want to purchase the rights to the game yep and there's one which is seller door which is like a small indie company Mm -hmm. which is like willing to kind of like let them do whatever they don't really have like there's no requests for a sequel but there isn't a lot of money involved Mm -hmm. and then there's opus which is a really big company that has a ton of money but they do have a lot more like stipulations like each needs to be a boy mm-hmm. and there has to be a sequel there has to be a sequel within like a year or something yeah. and sam wants opus because like solely because of the money yeah and sadie wants to go a cellar door because the people at opus were like sexist to her and like wouldn't yeah. talk to her like she was a developer they like didn't believe that she was like the key person in yeah. programming the game even and- though she was like the only one programming yeah. the game yep and yeah. she was like it's really important to me that ichigo is gender neutral like mm-hmm. i don't want him i don't want them to be a boy yeah and sam i don't know i didn't really like this with from sam that he was like you've never been poor so you don't understand like what and like i get that he has like a bunch of hospital bills like hospital bills and all health bills so i get wanting the money but i was just like and maybe it's because of like where we are now in the modern like maybe it wasn't like this in the 90s like people wouldn't have said but i was like why on earth would you go with the big company like that's the biggest Mm. mistake like Mm -hmm. go with the indie one yeah it was like it'll come later right but like just because there's not a massive forward advance but i get i get where he's coming from but sadie ends up agreeing with him i think she yeah she feels she, not yeah. bad for him but she's 
she has empathy for his situation and his need to have the money. And that she's like, well, I love you and I yeah. want you to feel taken care of. Yeah. So she agrees to mm-hmm. go with Opus. And it just generally feels kind of like shitty towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> and so as like kind of after the agreement happens, Sam becomes kind of unanimous with the character Ichigo mm-hmm. and people make a lot of um, uh, like not references between the two, but like comparison Com- between them. Comparison. They're like, Oh, you are Ichigo. Right. And so Sam is kind of in the spotlight and he does all the interviews. He goes to all the conferences and Sadie's kind of like, I'm going to stay behind the scenes. She's more comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that Sam is a better storyteller anyways, but it, you can, I feel like here is where we kind of see a bit of a split. Like Sam is going to take the spotlight and Sadie is kind of fading into the background. Yeah. And that's where this set of pages ends. Yeah. Just felt kind of like, Ooh, for something that was like building up to like this amazing game. And then it's going to, it's like is a cult success. And then to have it end with like, we oh, should boy. have ended at like bef- right before yeah. this, that was that was the problem. <laughs> have we ended like before this chapter? We've been like, oh my god, Ooh. they're about to make so much money, but yeah. Then it was like, oh god, here it comes. Like the sh- like the shit wave is coming. Yep. Do you have any thoughts, questions, predictions? Um, definitely that um, An- Anna Lee dies in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the i don't know because i was like i don't really feel like sadie's that good of a friend Mm -hmm. and i was like i feel like her the them not talking again is gonna be her Mm. fault i gotcha that like i just was like she just strikes me as this person and i think it's because she's really depressed and I don't think she's very happy. And so that makes you very like insular and very Mm self-focused. And because of that, I don't think she's a very good friend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sam, I think you could argue is not a very good friend, but I think he's just socially inept. And I don't know. I just, that's interesting. I, I, yeah, I would have taken the opposite stance where I would have said it was more of Sam's fault because I think he's going to get caught up in the limelight mm. of being kind of the center of attention, center stage of Ichigo that he's going to pursue forward with that and not bring Sadie with him in the way that mm. he should as a good friend. That's yeah. what I would think. I think that's a good one. I don't really have many like predictions or anything, but I yeah. am just, I'm really enjoying, like I found like I could not put this book down. Damn. Okay. Like I kept being like, okay, I'm going to finish. Cause like, it's like, I've been like doing this for a little bit. I need to put yeah. it down. And then I just keep flipping. And then I'd be like, okay, well I'll put I'll put it down. And then I keep, keep going. And then it was just like, I wanted to know how, like, you know that the game's a success, but mm-hmm. I like wanted to find, like, I don't know. I love it. Cool. I really, really like Yay. this book so far. Yay, I'm excited. And I think the for writing you. is fantastic. I'm excited for <laughs> you. I think the writing is fantastic. And yeah. The I'm, writing is really good. Yes. I really... I agree with that, for sure. I, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm like dreading it because I'm like, oh, it's going to get bad. Yeah, because we know that they don't... There's a, at least a, some point in time where they're not... At least one point. Talking yeah. to each other. Yeah. But yeah, what about you? Tell, um, tell me. Yeah. Lay it on me. I am not super impressed this far Mm. i don't feel invested in Mm. any of the characters like sam and sadie 
I don't think are, either of them are good friends to each other. They're not mm-hmm. that compelling. Um, Marx is the only one that I kind of like, but he's also just kind of like too much of a puppy dog. Mm. Uh, dog was an asshole. Yeah. And all the other characters are just kind of like not mm-hmm. main characters. So I don't really know what I'm here for. And I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be getting out of this book. Like, mm. I don't know if it's like a coming of age story or like it's going to be about like, I kind of imagine it's going to be about like mostly Sam and Sadie's relationship throughout the years. But like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not compelled by it. Mm. I don't know. And I don't, I'm not really interested in the video game. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm to be frank, I'm a little bored. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. I feel bad. I feel so bad saying that. No, because I think like you have valid points. Like I can see where you're coming from on being like, I don't know what kind of story this is supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. like, if you're not really like super intrigued by like the video game aspect, like Mm -hmm. being like, I don't really care about that. So what else am am I I supposed to care? Yeah. And so I was trying to find like, okay, is there like some connection between the characters that I can like Mm -hmm. relate to or, you know, be excited about. And I just, I, the dynamics between them is not, interesting to me so i'm like i feel very lost right now in this book where i'm like trying to like grasp something yeah to be interested in and i, I can't find it so yeah i've been i've been loving how it's like these like how broken people like relate to each uh, other broken people mm-hmm. and how like what genius looks like and like i don't know i've just been fascinated by like Cause like Sadie's a fucked up person yeah, and Sam's a fucked up person mm-hmm. and yet together they've got this like sort of magic that mm. creates this like incredible game mm-hmm. and that like the game is kind of like fucked up. Like it's this little kid who gets like, r- s- like wrecked in a storm has yeah. no language has to find their way back. Mm-hmm. They go through like multiple levels of like hell and all these kinds of things. And then when they get to their family, their family doesn't recognize them. Yeah. And so they just take this kid in Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know. And I think the, the theme of like language and what does communication mean and how do we Mm. communicate to each other? Yeah. But like, but when I put it, like say it so far, it has really no, like, what is the point? Like it really doesn't. But like, like I'm thinking of it, and it doesn't I, have a point. But I, I, I've been so like I've been like obsessed with it. It's so weird because I I did a little bit of creeping on Goodreads again today, being like, and I didn't look at any reviews that had like spoilers in mm-hmm. them. But I was looking at people who you know were rating it five stars and all that, and I feel like a lot of people fall on either one end or the other. And there's much less who fall on my end. Many many less people like you. Mm. Like everyone, I would say like more agrees with with how you are perceiving this book. Um, but it's just so interesting. Yeah. That like either you kind of are like into this and mm-hmm. interested and I don't know, or even, even though there's not like a strong, I don't know, center, at least to me, there's not a strong like central plot or you're like me and I'm like, I just feel lost and I don't understand it. Yeah. So no, I think you but, have very valid points. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to keep an open mind. Um, we're only through the way through the book. So mm-hmm. perhaps I will change my mind. And I would love it if I change my mind. So. That'd be great. If you change your mind, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to be very excited if that happens. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen, but one can hope. Um, so part two is 135 through 267, I think. Yes. Let me double check that that's what I have. 
Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, stop at 267. Stop on your right foot. Don't forget it. <laughs> Did you have you seen that um this reminded me that on Instagram it was like a Take it back now, y'all. That that song. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stop this time. Uh but it was like 90s Christian whatever and it was like now stomp on the devil. <laughs> no. now, now read the Bible, y'all. <laughs> No. and pray or whatever i don't freaking know what it was but it was that's amazing it was so funny it's just like really awkward group of people like in very like 90s attire just like with their baggy pants <laughs> now stomp on the satan i don't know <laughs> stomp this time one two <laughs> anyways um do we want to do uh fuck yes and fuck yous yeah all right you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Um, my fuck you this week is a fuck you to this week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. This week has been stupid and dumb. And mostly my job is like, I don't know, this week I had multiple projects be like, just explode and turn into shit storms. I had an emergency project. I had two projects where I had people just not do what they're supposed to do and i've had to deal with that and like just the amount of like crap with my projects right now where i was like you're supposed to be done Mm. and now it's like like gonna be months (gasps) delays oh no and i'm just like and it's just one thing after another this week and i'm like are you kidding me like everything else outside of work is like is fine and it's going great but this work week i was just like and then i i felt i feel really bad about this because i should have just like taken a step back but i wrote an email to my coworkers, and i was like well if this week couldn't have thrown any more crap my fucking way and i was like oh you got spicy spice and i should have just like taken my spice for a walk <laughs> taking your dog spice am i taking my dog spice for a walk and brought back bell pepper like oh, it just, i was like wait, stop that's so cute i was fucking habaneroing it up and i should have just bell peppered it and i just i'm, I'm into this uh pepper analogy <laughs> we have going on but it'll get better and it'll just i hate having to tell projects teams like that my feel like my Mm -hmm. group is like holding it up and Mm. it's not my fault like it's not my fault and shit happens and it's just sometimes how things go but i just really don't like having to like break bad news yeah break bad exactly totally so it'll get better and things will work out and i'm learning lessons about like questions to ask and Mm -hmm. things to like to do moving forward but you know just was really frustrating this week to be like do does anybody else does anybody else want to be fucking stupid and dumb? <laughs> I'm sorry. And then my projects were like, ooh, me. And I'm like, no, I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> it was a rhetorical question. Shut up. Shut up. But yeah, so what's your fuck you? <laughs> my fuck you is a much lighter fuck you this week. Yay. Um, my fuck you is to acrylic nails. Um, and not other people's acrylic nails, but my acrylic nails. <laughs> if you have acrylic nails, fucking slay, queen. I don't know. But like, I cannot with these things. I have not had acrylic nails in many years. Mm-hmm. If I get my nails done, usually it's like a gel. Uh, I got them done for our our party uh because i want them to be like real cute and stuff and i they they're driving me nuts Mm -hmm. like i can't do like i feel like a pretty princess because i can't do (laughs) shit like i can't like even put on a necklace because i can't get the clasp open Mm -hmm. i was trying to open the sd card holder in our little thing earlier my nail couldn't like get in the thing and i just it feels 
like I'm useless and I hate it <laughs> and I'm 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 upset. I know I'm very upset. I know that feeling. Yeah. I like they look feeling. they look nice, but Yeah, they're holding up really well. They are. I'm actually very impressed. Um because we're on like week two now, but yeah, my fuck you is to my own acrylic nails. <laughs> I will not be getting these again anytime soon. I I hear that. Yeah. Well, I hear that. Well, on a, a lighter note, what is your fuck yeah? Um, my fuck yeah is to the Korean drama Run On on Ooh. Netflix. You and your Korean dramas. I love this. They fucking know how to do a romantic drama. Yeah. Like, they fucking just... Oh, they have that tension and they've got, <laughs> oh, it's just, it's so good. Okay. It's so, 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 so good. Okay. It's like every romance trope I love. We've got grumpy and grumpy and sometimes there's sunshine and it's a boy who doesn't understand social cues and a girl who's like really bold, but also <laughs> kind of like nervous. And then there's like a really funny dude who's good at art and there's like a rich girl who's like meh and it's just like every single trope. And I love it. And oh I my god! Okay, it. this sounds amazing. What's it called again? Run on, run on. Yeah, on Netflix. Yes. Okay, it's amazing, and I love it. Mm. I love that. I, I watch. I don't watch uh, Korean dramas. I watch um, Korean YouTube. <laughs> I freaking love <laughs> Korean YouTube, man. That shit is so good. They know how to make good content. They do. But yeah, so yeah, the Korean drama Run On. Please, if you watch it, reach out to me, and we can talk about it. Tia because. wants to talk about to. To, don't talk to me about it. Talk to Tia about and it. And if you if you watch the Extraordinary Attorney Woo, which I have now watched twice, holy shit! Also um, talk to Tia about that. And I'm learning Korean words. <gasps> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> when you start watching shows in other languages, you start picking up. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah, I used to watch a lot of anime. I've forgotten it all now, but it's like Dajobu, and I'm like, fuck, I know what that means. Like, yeah, holy shit! Like I was like, I don't. There's different ways of saying thank you, but I know one way of yeah. saying it. And they're all, I love when they say it. It's so like, I, I'm thinking it must be like a really like cute, friendly way of saying mm -hmm. thank you. Yeah. Because they all say it with this like most adorable, like, they're like, come to me that. And I'm like, <laughs> I love when they're like, it's just like, <laughs> that's really sweet. It's just happy feeling like Aww. when they say it. And then like, oh, I want to say thank you. Like, like, thank you. <laughs> so cute. But yeah, it's a good show. Yay. What's your fuck yeah? Um... My fuck yeah is going to be Aaron's fuck you for himself Aww. because my fuck yeah <laughs> is that Aaron's on a losing streak with all of the games we've been playing, which means that I'm on a winning streak. <laughs> yeah, We've been playing lots and lots of cribbage and we tend to bet a lot um, mm. like, oh, winner gets this or loser has to do this or whatever. So Aaron currently owes me like one million things. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah, because I've been winning a lot. So he owes me like a coffee. He owes me a treat from the grocery store. He owes me a massage. He, like like this, that, the other. You know what I mean? So hey. yeah. So um, his downfall is my glow up. <laughs> and that is my fuck yeah for the week. Sorry, babe. I love I love that. That his downfall is my glow up. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I think that'll wrap it up. And next episode, we are going to cover pages 135 to 267 of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. See that that title is too long to you. It takes too long to say. One it tomorrow takes too was long, enough. Too long. Too long. Yeah. <laughs> so good it's all good <laughs> um but if we could ask you guys to go rate our show that would be dope 
Mm-hmm. Like, subscribe, or follow, whatever you want to do. Uh, and on that note, don't forget your bookmark and to lock the shed behind you. Bye. Bye.